Hi, I'm Amy Smith. And I'm LaDonna Humphrey. Welcome to Deep Dark Secrets, a podcast that shines a light in some very dark places. And as many of you know, this episode officially kicks off season two. And last weekend at CrimeCon in Orlando, we made two major announcements. First, we announced the new Deep Dark Secrets co-host, Amy Smith. Amy, I am so incredibly excited to be working with you. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to be here, and I am so ready to dig into Season 2, which leads us to our second announcement. Our topic for Season 2 is the dangerous world of human trafficking. And if you listened to last season, you'll remember that LaDonna and Alicia's investigation into the death fetish industry and how it sometimes crosses over into the world of human trafficking. So we felt that covering the underground world of trafficking would make for a compelling season two. So you better buckle up because we're going to dive deep into the dark, dangerous, and sinister world of human trafficking. Are you ready, LaDonna? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. So I think the best place to start, Amy, is the beginning. So let's share some facts about trafficking as we set the tone for season two. All right, perfect. So I think we need to first define what human trafficking is. It's simply stated that human trafficking is the business of stealing freedom for profit. So take the sex industry, for instance. Traffickers trick, defraud, or physically force victims into providing a commercial sex. In others, uh, victims are lied to, assaulted, threatened, or manipulated into working under inhumane, illegal, or otherwise unacceptable conditions. Human trafficking is a multi-billion dollar criminal industry that denies freedom to over 25 million people around the world. That total just blows my mind. 25 million. I can't even count that high. I mean, that's just, that's insane. Oh, it's, it's frightening. And if we dig a little bit deeper, like more specifically get into the legal definition of human trafficking in the United States, I did some research and it includes this verbiage. Human trafficking involves the use of force, fraud, or coercion to compel a person into commercial sex acts or labor or services against his or her will. So that's the more legalese definition, if you would. But there's one exception to this definition that involves minors in commercial sex. So if you induce a minor into commercial sex, that's considered human trafficking, regardless of the presence of force, fraud, or, or coercion. And I think that's really important to point out here. Wow. Finally, a definition that gets it right. That's right. That's exactly what I was going to say, because sex with children is wrong. And I feel like the United States government has a really good handle on what needs to be punishable. And they got it right here. One for them. Um, Well, now that we've got the definitions out there and um, kind of understand what that human trafficking is, uh, we need to really know who's vulnerable to this type of crime. And while human trafficking can happen to anyone, there are certain populations of people who have significant risk factors that make them more susceptible to traffickers. These risk factors can include a recent migration or relocation, a substance abuse issue, mental health concerns, 
involvement with the children's welfare system, being a runaway, being a homeless youth. You know, traffickers are very savvy at preying on people and kind of seeking out their vulnerability and creating a dependence upon them. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. I think that helps the listeners kind of understand these are the populations that are at risk and here's how they're at risk. So I'm, I like that we're sharing this kind of information. Right. So I think to even go further with that, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, what traffickers do to employ their control over these people. And the most common thing would be what all of us imagine would be physical or emotional abuse and threats. So, you know, I'm going to kill your family. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill everybody you love. You know, that's how you can keep somebody in line and keep them involved, which is really sad. And I think isolation is important important to point out. They isolate from their friends and the family. There's economic abuse. Everything that you can imagine gets exploited in this person's life. And the trafficker makes promises that are aimed at addressing the needs of their target, I guess, in this way to control them. And, and as a result, the victims become trapped and they, they're so scared to leave. You know, they've got all this psychological trauma, this shame, this emotional attachment that's weird with the trafficker, but it happens, right? Because the trafficker is still providing for their needs and that's all they feel like they can do is rely on this person. Cause if they don't, they're going to get killed or their family is going to get killed. So it's, it's this huge cycle of abuse and shame and, you know, psychological games that these traffickers play with their victims. Keep them under control as long as they possibly can. Okay, so our focus this season is going to be on sex trafficking, and it's the fastest growing criminal enterprise in the world. That statement blows my mind, too. It it makes me sad. Well, I mean, it makes me sad and it makes me scared. I mean, why the heck is this the fastest growing enterprise in the world? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're literally buying and selling people. I mean, it's just it's gross. This is an important crime to to shine some light on and and kind of get that information out there to the public who might not even know a, that it exists or it doesn't exist here. I could not agree more. And I think that it's important, Amy, that we start this season just the way we are right now, explaining to the listeners just how heinous the industry is. And I want everyone that's listening to consider this. Human trafficking is on the rise. We just, we kind of talked about this being this huge industry, but I want people to understand why. So if you think about this crime and these victims in the same manner that a predator would, okay, and a predator is going to think of these victims as like a product or a commodity. You got to remember that a person, unlike a product or a commodity, a person can be sold for a sex act numerous times. You can only sell drugs or weapons once but you can sell people over and over and over again. And that's what makes the buying and selling of people far more lucrative. And it makes the sex trade incredibly popular um, for criminals to build this enterprise on. And just like we saw in our death fetish investigation, the internet plays a big role in that because the internet has allowed this type of crime to scale at this incredible pace. And uh, that scares me. And, and 
as I'm thinking about this, I think about this research that I know that you did, Amy, and I would like for you to kind of share some of that deep dive into those stats that you learned about human trafficking, because I think that's really important to share. So one of the things I'm, one of my nagging questions is, so what is the average age for someone to get lured into this industry? Is that information that you were able to find out? Uh, Yeah, I was. And uh, you're going to be shocked and disgusted by this. So get this, the average age of entry into that sex trade, 15 years old. And that's the age for females. And they believe that it might even be younger for males. Oh, wow. And these kids, believe it or not, I mean, they're right under our noses. 55% of survivors that report they've been in the, in the trade, they were actually attending school at some point during Um, their exploitation. I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, that, that breaks my heart. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's hard for me to even wrap my head around. I mean, I guess I would assume that the transient nature of this type of crime makes it difficult to identify that it's happening and, and to be able to report it to police if you do figure out that it's happening, I mean, I think about the teenagers that maybe move around from state to state and school to school, I guess it would be almost impossible to track what's really going on in their personal life. Exactly. And according to the Polaris Project, it's actually going to be unlikely that you will see anything visible that points you to a victim of human trafficking. So in other words, you won't be able to see the signs from across the room or or even up close that should alert you that, that this person's being trafficked. That may come as a surprise to you too. I mean, it did to me because I've been through trainings for um, signs of trafficking and you know, you've got the, the signs like a person looks disheveled or they look upset or they're scared or they're sending you like these signs that they need help. But what you're going to see as we delve into the world of this trafficking, um, we'll learn more about how that trafficking really does work. And we can uncover the very best ways that each of us can recognize human trafficking. So in my research so far, it really comes down to us paying attention. We need to pay attention to those that, that we interact with, you know, your students, you know, your neighbors your kids, I mean, your, your kids, friends and their parents, um, maybe your patients, maybe your coworkers, according to the Polaris project, it comes down to these two words, context and proximity. That's important. And I'm glad that we're sharing that information because I, like you have been through some of these trainings and you get this picture of how you would always be able to identify someone that's in human trafficking. But when you look at the numbers and you see just how many people are involved, I guess the the reality is that it's going to be pretty rare that you would know just by looking at somebody, Hey, I'm in trouble. I'm being trafficked. Exactly. You know, they're not going to wear a t-shirt that says, you know, I'm being trafficked. Yeah. And I think that's how these traffickers are getting away with it because it's not so easy and they're moving these kids and these adults, you know, quickly. I think it's also pretty important to point out too, that, um, it's happening in the United States. I know a lot of people don't want to believe that, but the United States 
is ranked as one of the worst countries in the world for human trafficking. And according to a recent report that was released by the State Department, the top three nations of origin of victims of human trafficking in 2018 were in the United States, they were in Mexico, and they were in the Philippines. So, I mean, we are right up there at the top. This is not somebody else's problem. This is our problem. Absolutely. Yeah. And when I go back and think about this context and proximity that you mentioned, I think it's you know important that we further realize that these crimes are happening in our own backyard right here in the United States. And I went to do some further research, Amy, so I could find out you know, what states were the worst for human trafficking. And there are 11 states in the United States that are notorious for human trafficking. And that is California, Texas, Florida, New York, Michigan, Ohio, Georgia, Illinois, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Mississippi. And I think that this season we need to shine a very bright light in those dark places in the United States. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, a couple of those States just kind of take me by surprise and wow, that's some great information that people will probably kind of take pause and go, really? I would have never thought that in that state. I don't know why, but it was weird to me that Missouri is on that list. That was the one that really hit me was Missouri. I, I could see Tulsa. you got Tulsa. You've got Oklahoma City. You've got this, you know, huge metroplex. But Missouri? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Missouri was the first one that kind of jumped out in my going, really? I thought they were just like farming and cooking supper and staying at home. I mean, I don't know. I just, Missouri is just not that that state that I would have thought, but you know, I, I am so glad we're doing this because um, we do need to shine a light in, in this, these dark places. And, and that's what we're going to do each week. So as we share these stories, we hope that you will remember the victims and also become vigilant warriors against this, this horrible trade, this evil world of human trafficking. And we also want to say, you know, if you're listening and you have been impacted by human trafficking, or maybe you know someone that that has been trafficked, uh, we encourage you to, to call the National Human Trafficking Hotline. Their number is 1-888-373-7888. I just want to give you guys that phone number again, because it's, they will be able to help you or, or help your friend get out of this horrible web. That number again is 888-373-7888. So this hotline is 24 hours, seven days a week, and it's available in both English and Spanish. Oh, wow. I think that's great that they're running that kind of a hotline. I do. I do hope people will call it, even if they just suspect trafficking, it's better to err on the side of caution than to do nothing. And so thank you for sharing that. And listeners, thank you for joining us this week. As we kicked off season two of Deep Dark Secrets, we do hope you'll join us next week as we begin to shine a light even brighter on the dangerous world of sex trafficking. And as we close out today's episode, I also want to leave each of you with a very sobering thought. 
in the time it has taken you to listen to this podcast today, as many as 25 children across the globe were trafficked for sex. So think about this tonight when you're tucking in your own children in bed in their nice, warm, safe beds. Remember that trafficking is happening all around us, and it's up to us to put a stop to it. This is a heinous industry, and we have to say no more. Thank you for tuning in, and until next week, stay safe out there, and remember, keep your lights on. Mm